Happiness and success for Sarah Belo Bas Hensha. And by Yoel Bergman, sponsored by Yoel Bergman, Lila Nishmas' grandfather, Simcha Gedalio Ben Shrago Faivish on his yard side. The true role model for me, the CEO, by learning Daf Yoimi. I hope I bring him true nachas, says Yoel Bergman. And the parents of Choydish, Michael Ben Mela, in memory of his mother, Dvar Fego Bas Shmuel, and father in law, Menachem Mendel Ben Elchanan. And in merit to make it to Uman Rosh Hashanah this year, I got a I got a mad email from a from a, I guess a Breslover. So Chutzpi made fun of Uman. You took it like that also? Not at all. I didn't make fun of Uman. Here's another okay, whatever. Raboy Sai, do me a favor. Don't fall off the bandwagon through Shabbos and Tishabov. That's when the Yitzhar gets us. It's these days. Welcome, Motti Middledorf. Welcome, Tomer Levy, both from Kutzlords. They're back. And welcome, Robert Links, also from Ramat Bechemish on top of the hill. Shkoyach coming. I forgot to mention, I myself am flying out on Monday night. In other words, it's going to be a sheer Monday. And then comes all the fun stuff. Giving shiurim while traveling in New York and Chicago. Wedding, Shever Brachas. It's going to be fun. There are going to be shiurim. But this individual... He's conflicted in Casablanca. Dear Daf Abbey, Ravelli always says the best gift we can get him is more Talmidim. So I convinced several people to try the eight-minute Daf. Initially, it was going great, and they loved it. And then my recruits started sending angry texts that they were falling behind because my guy was only posting videos every few days. It got even worse when the eight-minute Daf shut down for about a month. And my friends blamed me that they were no longer learning. Unfortunately, I had no choice and referred Ravelli's new Talmidim to the Daf review of another Magichir. Now that the 8-minute Daf is back on schedule, should I recruit my friends back to the 8-minute Daf? Or it is likely that the videos will stop again when Ravelli travels to America next week. Your help with this dilemma is greatly appreciated. Sincerely conflicted in Casablanca. I don't have to tell you. I would love to do it every day and not miss. Sometimes it's just impossible. Right. Get your guys, Tzadik and Casablanca, get your guys to watch the whole shir. That Bezer Hashem will never stop. And if it does, somebody else know I'm fixed or Menachem Atel will jump in and do it. This one is by Avi Gargir. He's a big Tzadik who's trying to convert me to Nusach Sfarad every day. He puts a siddur, he changes out my Ashkenazi Sfarad, and then he says, however you pretend not to be a rabbi, I would like to prove you otherwise. One, as numbers prove, you have over 5,000 Hasidim. Two, you have a beard. Three, you see, it's the Hasidim and the beard, they're going to go away in the same time. People give you money. You're a miracle worker. You claim to have no gaiva, but we all know it's not true. Is that like your Rebbe? You see, now the guy's going to say, I hate Hasidim. That's the guy's, it's your fault, not mine. You go collecting all over the world. (laughs) 
You have Gabayim that go by the name of Yeshua and Yosef. And you started saying stories about Rebbe's. <laughs> when Rebbe says a bracha, he has a whole lot of people that say Amen. And I believe there's a picture of him wearing a shrimo. No point of asking you to keep this anonymous, as you'll tell everyone my name, Avi Gargir. Rabbi said, I said over a story about Yishkoyach Avi. There's a, there was a story I said over, because it was in the middle of the, in the sugi, I don't know if I explained myself well. It was like, people complain about silly things, and look what Klai Israel had to live through, and I brought as an example, I didn't like explain myself, I thought Doilum understood, but I'm thinking now, I, I think I missed that one line. But I brought an example of the, the store in York, in England, and the 150 Yidin had to commit suicide to avoid the game. I got many emails about it, so I'm just going to read parts of three of them. It says like this, Dear Rebbe, I'm a new Talmud and so taken by the sheer. You're so on target, by the way. P.S. Staying the current and not going back. The 8-minute is incredible. Now just a little adjustment. The castle where they, were, where, where they were in was made out of wood, not the castle that I showed in the picture. Okay, then comes Ralph Groskopf, who's a, who's a teacher. He teaches this stuff. He says, the cheirim that I mentioned was not to sleep overnight. I've heard, no responsibility for the authenticity, that Rebbe Gorowitz would wake up Bacharim when they were on the train traveling through York. He'd wake them up because there's a cheirim to sleep in York. The flowers planted are daffodils, which have six petals. So they planted these flowers to cover the Jews over there. And listen to this one. Rebbe Yontov, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Rebbe Yontov of Yogni, York, was a baltoisvis who died at Clifford's Tower. One of the Balitoises died in that tower. And who is he? How do we know him? He's a Talmud of Tam. He wrote, Omnam Ken HaYoytzer, which we recite a Kol Nidri night. And finally, this is a very long one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Here's somebody from the Chavar Kedisha. And this Rabbi Schoenberg mentioned to me right after Shir, that in the early 80s, there was a supermarket, the Sandsbury supermarket, wanted to build a, a new store in New York. And they started digging, and they found many, many bodies. And they realized that the name of the place there was Jewberry, and that's where they buried the, a lot of the Yidden and some of the, the victims of that night. He goes, Weiter, Weiter, they did a whole, the Chavakadisha buried them, beautiful, the whole thing. And then he says, I can't read the whole thing, but next morning we heard on the news that the minister had caught fire in the night, and the minister, the minister had caught fire in the night, and, the old, and only the oldest part of the building was burnt. Incidentally, this part that burned was built originally, financed by Jew tax, probably paid by these Kedoshim who had been buried that very day. Koltov, David Ansbacher. All right. We are holding Daf Tess. I do want to show you a quick picture of our good friend. Yes? Huh? Oh. Raboisa, there's a good morning, Raboisa, if you want to hear. Pay attention to the screen. All you guys uh, probably know it. Here it is on the screen. You ready? <laughs> there's no volume. Actually, there's a double volume if you really listen closely. It looks good. That's from the scene. There's 120. I see nothing. Seltzer. Okay, fine. A different time. We're kind of late. This is Jonathan Austin on a plane learning Torah. Once again, a lot of Hanah that the Oilam is learning in places that they typically wouldn't have learned without Dafyoimi. So here's Jonathan. Jonathan, by the way, I have Alara here. When you have a giant Gemara with a lot of Hebrew letters in it, so even if you wear a baseball cap, 
people know that you are Jewish. Sahara. Okay. Um, a very interesting Hashgacha Pratis. There's no more seats. Beautiful, beautiful. No? So we will build out this way. So a couple of things. As a follow-up to yesterday, two follow-ups. Yesterday I mentioned, because we were learning the math, and the Gemara asked an interesting kasha. I said it might be like a klutz kasha. And I said, I explained that this is how the Gemara, that's the style of the Gemara. Interestingly enough, I found Tysus here, Daf Tess, just today, this morning, Daf Tess of Aleph, Dibra Maskel, Menayin Latsi Sukkah, four lines down where it becomes wide, the first place where it becomes wide, and Tysus says like this, even though he knew this reason, it's the style of the Shas, Lefarish Dvarev, to explain its words, Derech Kashi it goes in a kasha and terrace. It doesn't mean it's a real kasha. It doesn't re- really mean it's a, it's a way to, instead of explaining it, it says question, answer, question, answer, but it's not a real kasha. Okay. Now I have something amazing. Literally amazing. It's going to blow you away. Yesterday, when I was preparing the sugya of Pi, I remembered I said once a Vilna Gain, and I couldn't recall it, and I couldn't find it. And after Shear, immediately after Shear, Monty Frankel and some other uh, new guy, what's your name? I forgot your name. Ari, Ari what? Ari Green. A new guy, welcome him, who's sitting actually right next to Monty right now. He's been here for, for two years in the Minion, and he just started yeah, showing up this year. Who's here also? He's sitting by Shmuel Eli. They both came over to me, and during the day I received numerous emails again. And it goes like this. We're talking about Pi. And this is the genius of the Vilna Gain. You're not going to believe this. Where's the whole Pasuk of Pi? In the Pasuk of Yam Shashleimah. Yam Shishloima were a bunch of bulls in the base Hamikdash, 12 bulls, and there was a mikvah on top of it, a square and then a circle, and the Torah describes it. The Pasuk describes it. That's where we learn Pi. And what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, V'yazis hayam mutzav eser ba'amam, isfasai, atzfasai, ogoyl, it should be round, saviv, v'chamish ba'amam, kumasai, it should be five. V'kav, and we read it, kuf vav, but it says it in the Pasuk, kuf vav hey. You see, over here, without nikudas, kuf vav hey, but we read it, so it's a Cree and a Ksiv. Thirty. In other words, we do three times the diameter. It's ten. It says over here ten. But if you take ten and go three times times three equals thirty. This is how we know pi. Right? And we said it's not exact. And well, how could it be? The Gemara. But we said it like Tyson says. We're trying to teach people and do quick math in Panovich. So it's one times three. You're not going to go into the fractions. Says the Vilna Gain, I don't know how a person thinks about this stuff and how you come up with these cal- calculations. He did it on the toilet. Yeah, he did. But not Kav This is Tyra. This is different. No, he didn't do it on the toilet. He says like this The way it's written is 111. Kuf, Vav, Hey. Without the Vav, Achibur. Just the word, Kav, But we read it Kav. So 111 versus 106. If you take 111 divided by 106, 106 divided by 111, you come out with 1.04717. This is the Vilna Gain 300 years ago. This is what he came up with. Times 3, because the Pasuk says a kav, you time it times 3. Times 3 is pi to the fifth placement. You hear this? This is pi shiba pi. 3.4151. What? 1.4. Okay, 1.4. It is one four. I just did five because I rounded it out. Anyway, 
It's 479. I'm not joking. Light dog. So I don't know how often you can take two numbers and, and, and get, come up with that calculation. This is the Vilna Gaon in the Pasuk to explain why the Pasuk changed from Kavoy to Kav. Within that Pasuk of Pi, only the Vilna Gaon. Okay, next. Question. If you're in a sukkah, on sukkahs, and you want to take a piece of meat that's stuck between your teeth, are you allowed to go to your schach and pull off a little piece of schach and use it as a toothpick? Hey, question number two is, could you use it as a baseball bat? I don't know, you guys in England, could you use a piece of schach as a baseball bat? Cricket bat. Yes? No. Yes? Anybody? What's the answer? No? Why is it? It's mukta. What's the answer? Uh, is it this the Rabbanon de Raisa? Anybody? Today we're going to learn that it's the Raisa. Is it the Raisa to use any part of the schach? What if the schach fall, fell down, the whole sukkah fell down? Then it turns into a Isser Dirabana. Okay, now we can finally start today's daf. Says the Mishnah, sponsored by, this is the official Mishnah, sponsored by Fischl. By the way, if anybody wants to sponsor Mishnayas, they're available for sponsorship. Yes, we do that, the new guys. Yeah, we sponsor shit, we sponsor the turning the pay, whatever. Anywhere to make money. So I don't have to run around the world and collect money. Sukkah Yishana, talking about collecting money. We have the most phenomenal koilo. And why do we have a koilo? Because I learn in that koilo, and they learn the daf. And we throw ideas off each other, and they help me out with the shear. So they're actually part of the shear. And I don't know everybody's score. But I know at least two of them, because that's the only, those are, another person. Eliakim got 100. I think he got one two months ago. 100, 100 on Dirshu. Probably from the only people in Eretz Yisrael that got 100 on the test. I mean, very, very few people can get 100 on the Dirshu test. And here it is. And you look down here, he got a 98 on something else. A 98 on Mishnah. He does a lot of stuff. Mishnabura, Musar, incredible guys. Anyway, he's getting the bonus. 100% he's getting the bonus. He, walk, he walks out. Don't ask. He has a lot of bonuses. What? I gave him a donation. I gave him a donation. I don't. I, I don't have a good memory, and I don't have time for Chazar after Kafir. I, I used to take the test. I spoke about it a different time. we got to learn the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Sukkah Yishana. An old sukkah. We're going to see. So, a sukkah meaning that you built 30 days ago. Without Lushma. Beishamai poislin. Ubeishilel machshirin. Now. Older sukkah. Obviously, we don't pass it in Beishamai. We'll see in a second. They say you can't use a sukkah. Now, what do you do? If the sukkah was built more than 30 days before sukkahs, it's considered the oldest sukkah. What's, what's the significance of 30? Because 30 days before Yantif, Darshan Bilchas Achag. So if you're going to build a sukkah within 30 days, you most likely built it because you had in mind what the rabbi already spoke about, the halachas and everything. So you had kavana to build it. Lishma. just points out here. Very important halacha. Limaisa. According to this Mishnah, an older sukkah is kosher. We go like Basila, not like Bishamai. But we all know that if you have schach on your sukkah, you should go like this, you should lift it up. So Taisus says, that's a Yerushalmi, based on a Yerushalmi, it's a halacha lemaisa, I looked it up, in the Shulchan Aruch, you should lift up one tefach, because we don't pass in like Bishamai, we pass in like Basila. In fact, you don't have to, you shouldn't have to, but we pass in, you should be machmer, lift up only one tefach, not the entire sukkah, and if you want, 
It could be less than a tefach, even a sliver, as long as it's the length of the entire sukkah. That's Allah Chalabaisa. But if you made the sukkah for sukkahs, if you had in mind, let's say Pesach time, you're going to build a sukkah for the mitzvah sukkah, then it's kosher. Everybody agrees. My time to be Why do you need lishma building a sukkah? And we're talking sukkah. What does sukkah mean? Sukkah means the schach. It doesn't mean the walls, right? Because everybody's walls are probably 5, 6, 10, 20 years old. Talking about the schach, that's the main part of the sukkah. My time to be not, and not every Arab that builds your house has in mind that you should have a sukkah. They, they don't care. So th- we're talking about the schach. My time is Omakro, Chagas sukkah is Shivas Yomim Lashem. Sukkah Asuya Lashem Chag Bi'inon. Chagas sukkah is Shivas Yomim Lashem. Should be for Hashem. You should have in mind for Hashem. Ubeisilel Ahum Yibayle Likid Rav Sheishes. Beisil says no. Very good. This is possible. We learned something else. Don't Rav Sheishes from Rav Akiva. Menayin Latzia Sukkah Sheasurim Kol Shiva. Here's the halacha. The, the wood of the sukkah, of the schach, is osur, osur midda'i raisa. You're not allowed to use your schach for any purpose, midda'i raisa. So how do we learn it from this pasuk? Where do you see in this pasuk that there's an isr to use anything? He explains, so he's playing with the words a little bit. Chag means a yantif. But now he's saying Chag means a carbon. There's a carbon Chagigo that everybody has to bring. Bezer Hashem, when Mashiach comes very soon, this sukkahs, we're going to have to bring a carbon Chagigo. We're going to be oil as Real carbonas, 500 bucks a pop, each person in the family. Chagigo. So just like a Chagigo is, has Gdusha to it, until you shecht it, you can't do anything with it. It's Kadosh. That same kedusha goes into your sukkah. So this kedusha in your sukkah, you can't use it. If you use it, your oiva is the rice. It's not a chasid shechumra. It's a real halacha in the Torah. Just like this chagiga is l'ashem, af sukkah l'ashem. So let me ask you a question. So sukkah is over. Now what happens to the It remains kadosh. A carbon remains Kaddish until you do something to it. You have to redeem it. You have to shecht it. It doesn't just... So the, the, the Mogan Avram says that the Kedusha is poikeya. It just dissipates as soon as Sukkot is over. Okay. But nevertheless, there's an Isser. Not a Dairaisa, but there's an Isser to, 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 to misuse it, to treat it not nicely, to step on it. And there's a story that there's two Bacharim they went to yeshiva, and they went to, to get a faher, and one of them was the Mitsuyan, like the top guy in the yeshiva, and the yeshiva didn't accept him except the other guy. It was with the Chavetz Chaim. Thank you, thank you. With the Chavetz Chaim. And they asked the Chavetz Chaim why. This guy's a Mitsuyan. He said, because he noticed that when he walked out of the, out of the faher, he stepped on tzchach. He wasn't careful. The guy, the guy like that, he doesn't need in the yeshiva. The Chavetz Chaim, thank you, yeah. Chavetz Chaim say that over they asked Allah Chalamaisa. Allah Chalamaisa. Why is it Lashon Har? It's Allah Chalamaisa. You don't step on Schach. Here, Rav Nachman sells his Machog on the Chavz Chaim. Chavz Chaim, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's Lashon Har. Okay, here. You know what a shir we have? What's going on here? We have guys that are bigger than the Chavz Chaim here. They're sitting in the Machog on the Chavz Chaim. It's unreal what we have. The boys are unreal.
He didn't know. He person didn't know. That's unbelievable. Wow. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> okay, now. What happens? What happens if the guy decides he wants to leave the sukkah up for five years? Does the does the gusha dissipate? So, this is actually my chlogis. According to the Mogul Ram does, according to others, not. Fine. Right? Hello, the Machlaikas. Says the Gemara. What's Bishami going to do? Bishami, not mean Boyle Lahachi. Bishami also have this halacha. Everybody agrees you can't use the schach for a baseball bat to beat your kids. Erechanami. There's another possible. Rash says it's a play on words. You read it. You should make a sukkah for the yontif. Okay, so there's extra possible. What do they do? They already learned from the first possible. Let's say a person never made a sukkah. He shows up. He's traveling, whatever it is, and he needs to make a sukkah. Can you build a sukkah on Chalamayit? Says Beisil, yes. Rebbe Leizer, the Amar, Einoizim sukkah, B'chayil Shemayid. Rebbe Leizer holds a sukkah that's not built for seven days is not a sukkah. Zero, not even for one day. So, what happens according to Rebbe Leizer if your sukkah falls down in the middle of Chalamayit? Could you rebuild it? You're not rebuilding a sukkah for seven days. You're only rebuilding a sukkah for, for the three remaining days. Is that okay? Rabbi say, yes, it's okay. Even according to Rabbi Yezer, he says, if you start out a sukkah for seven days and it fell down in the middle, you're allowed to continue, you're allowed to rebuild it. Ube sila les luda Rabbi Yehuda Amarav. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Amarav, we have Rabbi Yehuda, we have Rabbi Yehuda all over Shas, hundreds of times, and he always quotes Rav, and also Shmuel, right here on the spot. Rashi explains, in case you didn't know, Rabbi Yehuda told me the Shurav Shmuel and then he would go around and telling everybody, maybe Rashi sticks in a little kuda here. He waited until his Rebbe was dead. And once he was nifter, he went around to tell everybody his Torah. Okay. Now we're going to halachas of tzitzis. If you make a tzitzis from leftover pieces, in other words, as you're making the fabric, you're making the fabric, you have leftover strings. You have leftover stuff. One of the things you do, you can see it like in a sack today in America. You see in sacks, sometimes there's a little of a bump. What happened is, one of the threads ripped, so they take it, they just tie it, and they keep on going. So it's a little thicker. In certain, that's called a kite. So <clears throat> he's making a fabric, and he's done with the fabric, and all of a sudden he has a couple strings hanging out. It's not good sitsis. Why? For only one reason. The reason is because it's not Lishma. He didn't make it for, for the tzitzis. Let's say he had a mind to make those extra tzitzis Lishma. Comes out, it's mutter according to the Rashi. It's a chiddush, right? You think you have to have a hole and take, go to the store, buy a pack of tzitzis. But no. As long as you make these strings that are coming out of your bag at Lishma, it's okay. These are all leftovers. Sula. But if you have like balls of thread laying on the floor, Kshera. You're allowed to pick up the balls of thread. Ah, you didn't make the balls of thread for tzitzis. You don't have to. Now you're inserting them into your beged, lishma, and that's kosher. Now, so Rashi explains here, 
This same Rav Yehuda was going around saying his Torah to different people from, from his Rebbe Rav. And he bumps into Shmuel and says, you know what Rav said? Rav and Shmuel, right? The two Gadar, Rav was maybe greater. The Gemara said. So Rav said, he tells, he tells Shmuel what Rav said. Yeah, he went, he went, to, he went afterwards, first Rav, then Shmuel. Shmuel was only great because Rav owed him a favor kind of thing. Okay, whatever. Ali, and, and Rav Yudha says, Shmuel told me, Af minasisin nami, oh, can I read the Shmuel? Omar Ali. Af minasisin nami psulo. It's not true. <clears throat> Even leftover string that's on the floor, you cannot pick it up and make it into tzitzis. Why? The be'ina tfiel shma. He holds, you need the weaving of the tzitzis also to be l'shma, not just the insertion into the begit. Ask the Gemara, if so, if Basilo, this is Rav. Obviously, Rav goes according to Basilo. So, wouldn't, wouldn't he agree that the same Allah applies? They need Lishma by Sukkah. You see that by Tzitzit, you need Lishma. So, by Sukkah, you should also need Lishma. How could Basil hold that even if you didn't have any intent, that this should be a Sukkah? It's a good Sukkah. Shani Asa no Makro, Gedilim Tasilach. There's is a special pasuk by tzitzis that requires l'shma intent, and not by yisukah. It says the same exact word. Oh, no, we can't use the pasuk for to tell me the chiyuv l'shma. It's going to say that if I steal a sukkah, I'm not yaitzer. How do you steal a sukkah? So according to the ritva. It's only a portable sukkah that I could steal. If a guy has a, a sukkah on a pickup truck and I steal the pickup truck, then I'm not yoytzer. But you cannot steal something that's attached to the ground because karka and zealous. <clears throat> Real quickly, the first Rebbe of Ger, I'm saying this with covered Mendi or about because he's related to Ger. First Rebbe of Ger is the Chidush Yarim. Chidush Yarim, I don't know if you know, he had 13 children. And basically 12 out of the 13, I think it was 12, 10 to 12, for sure 10, maybe even 12, were nifter while he was alive. Terrible, terrible stuff. And he used to tell people that at one of the Levias, he said, somebody whacked me in my back and I turned around and I saw it was my friend. He says, sometimes you get a whack in the back, you look around, it's like somebody you hate, so you get upset. But if it's your friend, he's excited to see you, so you turn around and say, Kosh gave him a whack in the back and he turned around and he said, it's like oh. So he was excited. So he said, he said, he had this thing that he could be menachem people that have tsaris in their life. Anyways, Chidush Arim says, now that you know the Chidush Arim, he says that the Zayar says that a sukkah is there to take only the, the good things of a yid, to take the good. But if you go, and, and the Gdusha, but if you go into a sukkah that's gzula, then it doesn't have the ability to take the good. It takes the bad also. And that's, that's not good for you. That's why a sukkah gzula is possible. Okay, says the Gemara. Possum, now you're going to gzula. By tzitzis also, you can't have a stolen period of tzitzis. Says the Gemara. Possum, ksiv krach, rina, basu lahem, mishalahem. In fact, there's another possum that says it, the gzula. So, okay, fine. So now we know. That the Lashma is by Tzitzis, not by Sukkah. Sukkah has a problem of Gzula. So does Tzitzis. Tzitzis has Gzula and Lashma, not Sukkah. Returning to the Testament Bay, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group. For all those who need Shiduchim, Rufusi, and Shuas, please join Tehillim.8mindaf.com.
The official Mishnah, sponsored by official. Oh, I forgot to mention the schedule. There will be a shear right here in the base Medrash tomorrow on Shabbos, one hour before Mincha. I don't know what time Mincha is. And a Matzei Tishabov, two shiurim. The first one is going to be where we're holding. And that starts at 10 o'clock. I know it's late. You don't have to show up if you don't want. I'll be here, unfortunately, with the second shear. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Because I don't, I don't perform well after Tanesim. Two shiurim we have to do to make up. So we have something video. The same shear that I'm giving on Shabbos, I'm going to do after the shear on Matzei Tishabov. Says the Heiligen Mishnah. <clears throat> ah, you guys remember this from school? Shmaka stuff. From Yoni's thing. If you make your sukkah underneath a tree, this is a very common problem. There's a lot of branches everywhere, a lot of different things. What does it mean? It should say, it's possible. It's as if you made your sukkah inside a house. The Gemara is going to explain why using such a long lashon. Sukkah, agabi sukkah. It's unbelievable. Imagine without this safer from Kala Lashon, I'd probably sit there at night building these models to be cool. This is a lot cooler. This is a lot nicer. Sukkah, agabi sukkah. I don't know if you ever had this, but my children, at least in Chicago, they had, ooh, I just remember, there's a kid in Chicago, we're talking about the nine days, kid in Chicago killed by a car uh, less than a day, like a day ago. Unbelievable. Stop, I'm just saying. Every year, nine days. But the kids in Chicago, they build these models. Like every kid builds another. So I had to sit there every year and build for my kids. All right, fine. Sukkah agave sukkah. You can sit in the upper one, right? It's less than 20 amas. You can sit in the upper one, but you cannot sit in the bottom one because there's a passage that says you cannot have two schachs. How far away are they from each other? That's a different discussion in the Gemara. If nobody lives in the upper one, then the bottom one is kosher. This problem is a tree like this. You have a tree that has a lot of shade. So it's providing the shade. And it's possible shade. Why? Because it's mechubra l'karka. This tree is possible. So mehmeila, that's when it's osur. That's when it's possible. But when it's very spares like this, there's barely any leaves here. It's barely creating any schach. So then it's kosher. Okay? This, this sugya, for instance, is negeel, the maisa. Very important stuff. Rashi actually brings one case. But here in Eretz Yisrael, you live in an apartment building, and the person right above you has laundry uh, lines. And the laundry lines, maybe there's love between them. So all of a sudden, I have a piece this big. It's beautiful alachas about it. There is no love like that. Why? First of all, some, some say love doesn't work if you want to be machmer and ruin something. It only works when you need it. But some say that it doesn't work because it's not, it's not providing the shade. It's only a halachic kind of mechitza, but not, not schach. Okay, fine. Halacha basis. But we had in America a lot of times, you have, a, you have a branch and these massive oak trees, whatever they are, that come right across the sukkah. You have to know. Says the Gemara, Mimai, how do you know this halacha that depends how much shade the tree provides? 
Now the Gemara is going to say, listen, there's, there's a reason why the Mishnah used such an interesting lashon. Just say, this is what it's coming to tell us. That it has the same halach as a bias. We're going to see soon that a sukkah inside a house and a sukkah on the tree is learned from the same word. So a house, typically the roof, provides more shade than sun. So too, this tree that we're talking about in our Mishnah is the same kind of idea. It provides a lot of shade, more shade than sun. Ask the Gemara. Who cares? Even in a case where it doesn't provide any shade. Not any shade. Very, very little shade. At the end of the day, you're combining posel schach, that's from the tree, together with kosher schach. Now, Rashi and Taisus learned, just so you understand, very simple pshat. They both learned that the banim sukkah doesn't have enough schach. It itself is chamosa meruba mitzilasa. Together with the tree, it becomes tzilasa meruba chamosa, becomes enough shade. That is the problem, as the Gemara. You're using the Pasul schach to create kosher schach. That's not going to work. Why? Because if the if the sukkah has enough schach, so then that little branch that's coming over is going to be bottles, nothing. It's not going to do anything for me. Even if I remove whatever is below it, I still have enough schach. The other Rishonim learn differently. <clears throat> Fine. Well, anytime Rashi and Tyson could agree on something, we're good enough for that. They, the other Rishonim are learning that whatever... The tree is over, you have to cancel that part of the schach. Okay. Talking about this case right over here. <clears throat> oh, by the way, here's a beautiful picture. I noticed afterwards, they did a really good job in terms of what I just said in terms of Rashi. If you look closely, you see schach that's kosher over here, but it's not really touching. There's a lot of gaps here. Together with the tree, you have a nice amount of schach. Says the Gemara, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about, he took the tree and he intertwined it with the schach. You don't really see the difference. It's mamish, it's one piece. As Tyson points out, we're going to have the Mishnah later about Shpudim. You have pieces of metal that go through the schach. It makes the schach possible. Because over there you can see the metal. Over here, it's all green. He took it and he just went like this. It's, it's within, the, the puzzle's within the kosher, and therefore what? The, the, the puzzle becomes bottle beroyev. Becomes bottle beroyev. So what, it's such a non-chiddish, the Gemara says. You guys are thinking to yourselves, this is a major chiddish. What's going on? Why should it be kosher? The Gemara says, So, if you take the puzzle schach, and it's bottle beroyev in the kosher schach, so then what's a great chiddish? Listen, I'll, I'll tell, I'll, let, let's, let's just back up one second so you understand a little better. In order to have you need 51% shade. Let's call it, just for, for argument's sake, 51% shade. What happened was you only have 50% shade. One little tiny leaf attached to the tree is going to push you over to the 51. Says Gemara, if it's Inside your 50%, it doesn't do anything. I don't even look at it. Who cares? So yes, I got a tzilosim rubu from it, but it's 100% bottle. 
It's one out of 50. Now you understand it better. Maybe you should make some sort of zero. You're not going to remember next year to intertwine it and make it. You're just going to let it go five feet above. So the chiddush is that I'm not geyser. Maybe you're not going to intertwine them. That's the right word. That's also not a chiddush. It says mafurish. You take the grapevine. Here's the grapevine. Here's a grapevine. And you put it right on top of your sukkah. In Chicago, wherever Zoycha, there's a restaurant on the van. I always pass by this restaurant, and I always was wondering what it is. And finally, I see it here in the Gemara. I don't have a picture of that restaurant. I forgot the name over there. It's a non-kosher restaurant. But they have this. Literally looks like this. Outdoors, they have just a canopy of gourds. So I guess the gourds, these pumpkins, whatever, they, they're vines. They grow, they, they, they climb. These are, we're talking about climbers over here. Ivy, grapes, and gourds. Okay? So Hitler, that's a gourds, glass. There's a kisois, ivy. By the way, very not good idea if you live in America to have ivy growing up your house. Terrible, terrible idea. It grows very, very quickly, and it destroys the mortar in your brick. Stam, as a contractor, I'm telling you. And then you took it, like in this picture. If you look closely, you'll see that the vines are underneath. And then he went and he put schach on top. He has the puzzle schach because it's mechuber lekarka. And he put the schach on top. If it's a lot more, he snipped it on the bottom. So it's no longer mechuber sheira. Then it's What's the case? When it's still attached to the ground and you didn't mix it up with the kosher schach, of course it's possible. You're getting to the tzilos. According to Rashi and Taisus again, you're getting to the kosher schach. You're getting to the tzilosa meruba mechamosa only through non-kosher schach. So of course it's possible. In that case, by Hidlos Hagefen, he did mix it in with the kosher. And that goof is the chiddush that we don't make exactly that you might not do it next time. So if so, what's the chiddush by us, by a tree? It's the same exact case. He took the tree. The same This is tremendous chiddush. Over here, you want to be mevatel isul lechatchila. You're taking it, so you're taking this non-kosher schach and mixing it into kosher schach so that the kosher schach should be bottle mevatel beroiv. You're being mevatel lechatchila. So I think you can't do that. Hamashmalin, you could. Why? I don't know really, but you could. Next case, sukkah agavi sukkah, double sukkah. Why is that awesome? So we're bringing a pasuk that says in the pasuk you shouldn't have a sukkah on top of another sukkah. Mamish like that. Otherwise, what's the problem? You have two schachs that are kosher. And you, it's double schachs. It's an extra good schach. What's the problem? No. It says in the Pasuk, Basuk is teishvi. V'loi b'sukh shedach sasukah. V'loi b'sukh shedach sasukah. V'loi b'sukh shedach sasukah. So right away the Gemara asks, Adarab, Basuk hois teishvi. You should sit in two sukkahs. It's great to have a sukkah. Welcome from Yishalayim. It's great to have two sukkahs. One on top of the other. Tarti mashm. Omer av nachem ba'yitzchok. Don't forget we had the other sugya. 
How is it written in the Torah? Without a Vav. So, it says it in singular. So it says you should sit on one sukkah, not two. I, maybe I hold Yeshim Lemikra. It's the way I read it. It says Toisves, on the bottom, the last little line, everybody holds that there's a reason why the Torah wrote it differently than you read it. The question is, what's the Iker? But I can't avoid the fact that it says in singular. So I'm going to learn that Chiddush. Omer Rabbi says Rabbi what? What do you mean? If I want singular? No. All of them. You don't want all five shells sitting on one sukkah. It's going to be a towel. Think, if we stop here, just pause for one second. How do you make both sukkahs, the up and the bottom, according to everybody, kosher? Think. How's it possible? It's a riddle. How do you make both sukkahs possible? How do you make the upper one kosher and the bottom one possible? And how do you make the bottom one kosher and the upper one possible? A riddle. Think. Okay. If you're watching the video, pause, try to figure it out yourself. What is the case? What are the four cases? When the bottom sukkah doesn't provide enough shade, it's posel So it's not a sukkah at all. So I can sit in the bottom one because its schach is not schach. And I can sit in the top one because it can hold me up. Why not? So in Mela, we have two sukkahs, the upper and the bottom one, are both kosher. What, what's the problem, Mendy? Oh, okay, fine. But it's for the riddle. You don't like this kind of riddle. Trick riddle. Why? It's a sukkah that has schach. It's just puzzle schach. Halachically. But physically it is. Hello, the guy is sitting on the second floor? What? He's, he's sitting in the midair? He's sitting on the second floor. He lives on, there's two families living there. I'm answering. There's two sukkahs. It's two physical sukkahs. There's a family, the, the Freemans live on top, and the Cohen's live on the bottom. There's two families living there, and they both are yaitza. Halachically, it's not a sukkah, but physically. Exactly. How's it possible? There's one sukkah with two floors, and they're both kosher. That's it. Okay, that's how it is. Well, <laughs> Are you arguing with the Maraim now also? No. Only in the Chavzchayim. Okay, good. <laughs> ah, so I'm sorry we can argue with. Okay. Right. It's lashon hard to say that. You see the Gemara all the time. They say this guy did wrong, whatever. How do both of them become kosher? So Noam and Mendy both don't understand. I hear the kasha. It's a good kasha. It's not a real sukkah on the bottom. Okay, fine. It's not a good riddle. How do, how do you make both impossible? They both have good shade. So the bottom one is for sure possible. Why? Because it's a sukkah below a sukkah. This is also not such a great riddle. Why? Because it's a trick. The upper one is above 20 amas. Okay, so I found a way that the upper one is possible by itself because it's above 20 amas. And sometimes the bottom one is kosher, but the upper one is possible. How? Because the bottom one has enough schach. So it's kosher. 
But the other one doesn't have enough schach. So again, you're going to ask me the same question. It's not a good sort of fine. Now, the only way this trick works is Why? They both have to be within 20. Because if the upper one is above 20, you hear the chach? Then it's puzzle schach. Because it's above 20. And puzzle schach is going to start to the bottom schach. It's going to make the bottom puzzle. You know what? Should we stop here? I can we just do one more line? If both of them have they both have good and the upper one is within 20. Amo, have a wonderful day and Shabbos and a meaningful fast.